and welcome to my favorite number, episode 37 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, where we talk about news regarding entertainment and video games, and give reviews on movies and video games we played during the week. And on this very special favorite number podcast, <laughs> I have myself, I have myself, Barry, a co-host, and my other co-host. Uh, Craig, here, and if you want a countdown, we're like a day and change until Cyberpunk comes out as of recording. Yeah, by the time you guys get this podcast, you could yep. already be playing Cyberpunk. That's true. You could just be listening to us while playing Cyberpunk. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. I don't think we're too overwhelming. So That's actually, true. I think it's I think it's a good idea. I think I think we're the perfect like companion for Cyberpunk. <laughs> That's what it is. Yep. Like nice they always talk about game. like they always talk about podcast games where you, games you can play and just listen to a podcast. I guess I don't know if Cyberpunk's it, but go ahead and try it and see what happens. Yeah, let us know how it is. Yep. Maybe maybe we just listen you just listen to us while playing Madden. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. But let's go ahead and get into the news as we enter Cyberpunk week here. Mm-hmm. First off, uh we'll just say that Cyberpunk reviews are out. Uh yep. I we, neither of us have read the reviews or have read spoiler free reviews. Right. And from initial impressions, the game is good as expected, but it's very buggy. Yes. I'm interested to see how that is on Thursday because you know they have come out and said that the day one patch should fix some of those bugs, but I can't imagine it would fix all of them, but also I expected a bunch of bugs in a game this size. So I I can't say that I'm surprised that people are saying it's buggy. As long as it's playable, I think that's fine. I mean, last time I checked, it was sitting, what, like the 90s on Metacritic, or is it lower now? I I have actually haven't checked Metacritic. I'll pull it up real quick, because I know it was on uh, in the 90s, and I have read some uh, less than stellar reviews on it as well because i did want to get like kind of both sides um and it did seem like the majority of it was just the bugs yeah it's sitting at a 91 still there you go it's this is the game that a lot of people were you know this is why i'm getting next gen so right even though it's not a next gen version yet yeah so (laughs) let you know let's see what happens i'm hoping that you know for both of us when the next gen versions of this game do eventually come out or whatever patch comes out to make it Yep. next gen i'm just hoping that it you know helps with the load times and helps get rid of more bugs because i think they've probably done all they can do with yeah. the uh with the ps4 and xbox one x versions yeah and for me this has to make a good first impression because depending on how good the game is and how much i enjoy it i can't really see myself wanting to willingly play through it again when the next gen version comes out unless i just absolutely fall in love with it so like the next gen version is cool but i don't know if it's going to be enough for me to jump back in we'll see so this like playing it a thursday is going to be you know pretty much it so i'm kind of throwing it all into this last gen next gen version you know i was contemplating a while do i wait and i don't think you can wait i think you just have to get it now and play through it Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Okay. That was actually my first story as well. So I will take that off. Um, I have a couple like movie related news here. Um, First one being that Oscar Isaac is going to play Solid Snake in a Metal Gear movie. I did read that. Where is the where did that come from? (laughs) It's a good idea. I think he fits. Um, But he's got to be like the busiest person in Hollywood right now. That man does like 10 million movies. Yeah, I have a feeling that a lot of these like movies and I I guess I do have some sort of like experience with it where the the actual longest part of these movies is the special effects team and editing type stuff. Mm-hmm. You um remembering lines, doing script and you know going in front of a screen, a green screen isn't all that difficult nowadays. It's right. a matter of all the editing stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. At it's- the end of the day, it is a video game movie, so my expectations are low. Um, just like with every single video game movie that ever comes out. But I think this could be cool if it's done right. You know, it, I don't they are pretty much cinematic now as it is. So let's see how it translates. Just like the Uncharted movie, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, one thing I will like my wave of caution to it is I really wish they could have like somehow gotten Keith, uh, Keith or South Sutherland. Yeah, to do it, because like I love his voice for uh, for Snake. It's it. it I think it fits it really well. It's just too bad that 
Kiefer Sutherland doesn't look anything like Snake, where <laughs> does not. Um, Isaac, you know, Isaac can go ahead and pull off probably longer hair. Yeah, longer than, hair. And, and I mean, Oscar Isaac's had a beard for a while now. I don't know if he would get rid of it or if he would keep it because there's, you know, I think Metal Gear Solid 4 Snake had a beard, but in the original on PlayStation, he did not. So it'll be interesting to see which which take they go with. I'm assuming probably the older version because Oscar Isaac is not old, but older. Yeah. So we wait and see. What else you got? Uh, for me, this one's a bit more personal, but I think okay. it's I think it's uh, bigger news. So Nintendo is still continuing to get on the bad side of a lot of people mm-hmm. for sending a cease and assist letter to an Etsy person who was like uh, who was kind of doing like the switchable plates for joy cons where you switch the uh, switch the outside and make it like a custom case mm-hmm. or something like that it doesn't provide any sort of statistical advantage to it but these the, the reason it's a bit more personal is that this this etsy store who was customizing joy cons they were promoting a youtuber named Desmonofoma or etica who i followed for a while on youtube mm-hmm. before he committed suicide uh, I think a year ago or two years ago, mm-hmm. and he he coined them Eticons. Now, he was selling these, but giving the money all to charity for suicide prevention. And Nintendo going in and now asking for a cease and assist because <laughs> uh, because of that, I just think it's kind of a bad take for Nintendo. Like the. I, I don't know when, when you're getting in the way of something for charity, I just really don't understand Yep. why uh why you have to get involved and the the person who ran that certain store and promo said that all of these like cases for the joy cons were all spares like he didn't plan on making more or doing anything with them he was just making them once and then not doing it again so mm-hmm. he'll have to give them out for free now but nintendo like sending cease and assist letters it's just like I just get with the ages, Nintendo. You know, they did something with Splatoon yep. last week for um, for not allowing them to do a tournament. It just looks like Nintendo's like, no, no one can make money this holiday season. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, and also I saw there was another tournament that got shut down. Um, yep. And that was because that tournament was kind of standing in solidarity with the other one that got shut down. <laughs> so again, just like bad take after bad take with Nintendo. I feel like it's just like a weekly portion of our podcast now we're just like hey nintendo's uh not thinking again awesome <laughs> i don't know who's in charge like their legal team but somebody needs to sit them down and be like you guys need to relax a little bit nobody's taking your ips i promise <laughs> yeah it it's just bad take with nintendo's and we all know nintendo like consistently lives 20 years behind yep. everybody so all we can do right now is just wait and see what happens they're gonna he's gonna be giving away those sleeves and whatnot but that's pretty much all he can really do. Yeah. With them. It's crazy. Um, we had this past week, we had a little bit of a, I don't know if it was hopeful or what, but we had one of the voice actors for Halo Infinite say that his work was done and that he expected it to be out in the spring of 2021, which is a lot sooner than people thought. Um, kind of got everybody excited, but we had uh, Microsoft come out today and say that uh, the earliest this game will be out is fall 2021. So they're just kind of coming out and shutting that down real quick <laughs> and be like, no, 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 it's not going to be ready in spring. When I saw that earlier, like last week, I was like, that can't be right. There's no way that the amount of trouble this game has been in that they're going to put it out in spring. And now they're saying the earliest is fall 2021. It makes me wonder if it's even going to hit holidays next year, which would be insane and turn into a cyberpunk here where it's like a seven year development. so i guess again that game that you want i guess some people or most people maybe want for their xbox nowhere near coming out so i guess just hold on again yeah and it still just continues to suck for anybody who was hoping for you know some sort of exclusive to hold them over for xbox because really we haven't heard any nope um signs or or any or anything maybe come friday for the game awards it's going to be different right but still it's a it's a matter of there's a reason why everybody is selling ps5s and xboxes all at like ridiculous prices and the ps5s are going for higher Mm -hmm. because there are games that people want to play yeah on them and right now if uh 
Like, I, I like my Xbox. I've got no problem with it, but it just sucks for anybody who really likes Halo, now has to wait pretty much a full year for that, and yep. we also don't know what's down the line when it comes to uh, spring of next year or winter yep. of next year. Yeah, the Microsoft really has to come out, I'm going to say, with at least two exclusives on at the Game Awards this week. I think I think they have to just to have some sort of reason to be like, hey, this is what we've been working on, because like you said, there's just nothing right now. It's all cross platform stuff, which is fine. Um, But you again, you can't rely on our solid state drive is faster for forever. Yeah, (laughs) eventually you got to have some substance besides our games load quicker because that's not enough. Yep, exactly. All right. What else? So I just have a couple other smaller things. Okay. So I'll kind of just go over them. Persona 5 Strikers was showed off and will be coming to Switch, PS4, and Steam February 23rd. It's big news for me. I like Persona 5. And Persona 5 Strikers is just like Hyrule Warriors, which I reviewed last week. So it's it's a lot of these games coming out, but I have a lot of personal connections, whether it's with Zelda or Persona 5. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that regardless. Crossplay for Destiny might be coming in 2021. About time. Which, you know, a lot of people have been asking for that. I'm interested to see what happens with the competitive scene when it comes to multiplayer because there is leagues of difference between the computers, the computer version of Destiny and the console version of Destiny. That's, yeah, it's definitely a big thing there. And then Hitman 3 gameplay and a little uh, trailer was released today. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited for Hitman. I've, now taking more of a liking to Hitman now that I know that they're doing a James Bond game. So right. I'm 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 gonna be getting Hitman three and I definitely want to try it out. Yeah. Um I saw the trailer just like an hour ago and uh it looks interesting. Like I like the last one. I didn't stick with it and actually beat it the whole way through and play all the levels, but like it's it's such a good time. It's such an open like sandbox that you can literally do whatever you want to get uh, to accomplish your goal. So I always thought that was cool. And it's funny, I was going to bring up the Persona thing because the first thing I thought of when they announced it, I thought it was like a soccer game. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Strikers. It sounds like it should be, yeah. Yeah, Mario. like, like Mario, Mario Strikers. <laughs> and then I was like, hold on, what exactly is this game? Because I can't tell, but looks interesting. Definitely not up my alley, but more Persona is never a bad thing. Do you have other little ones? Because I just have one left. Nope, that's it. Okay, so the other one, again, is some movie news um but that warner brother is releasing all their movies next year on hbo max um crazy and everybody's sour about it <laughs> i mean the movie theaters are sour about it <laughs> um I, I also heard somebody else okay is very sour about it i think it's with the and this is just from what i've been reading but mm-hmm. legendary pictures who helped make dune um are very angry about it Mm-hmm. Um, because they they apparently weren't told about this deal, and I guess do and I guess Dune is a Warner Brothers movie. Yes, and I'm pretty sure another director as well. Okay. Um. Also, also came out and said he was not happy with the deal, but that's what I mean by everybody. It seems yeah. like there are a so, lot of people with opinions on this. I did want to clarify too for everybody that it's not like it's only coming to HBO Max. They the deal they're putting in place. And this starts with Wonder Woman, which comes out on Christmas Day this year. Um, These movies will all be on HBO Max for a month. Um, They will also come out in movie theaters at the same time. But after that month, they will go off of HBO Max and they will still technically be in theaters. But they are doing on HBO Max like 4K, like high resolution, which I think is pretty cool. Um, And I did want to just kind of like run down their list, because when you go down the list of what's going to be out, this is pretty big. Like there's a lot of big movies on here that you're going to be able to watch in your home. And if you have HBO Max, like it's just included. So again, like just like Disney Plus and Netflix, like making a case to have all these subscriptions, I guess. And like for me, HBO Max comes with my um, my Comcast. So I don't even have to pay anything extra. So I think that's pretty cool. Nice. Nice. Um, but, but yeah, so Wonder Woman is December 25th this year. That'll be the first one. I'm super pumped for that. Um, and then we have The Little Things, January 29th, which is a Denzel Washington movie. Uh, Denzel, you know, being a cop trying to hunt a serial killer seems interesting, I guess. I'll watch it because it'll be free. 
Uh, let's see. We got Tom and Jerry, March 5th, which, okay. I guess we're doing a Tom and Jerry movie. Uh, Many Saints of Newark, March 12th, which is um, James Gandolfini from The Sopranos. His son is actually playing in this movie as a younger version of his character from The Sopranos, Tony Soprano. So I'm kind of excited for that. I really enjoyed The Sopranos. Um, Reminiscence is April 16th of next year. That's a sci-fi movie starring Hugh Jackman. That's pretty much all I know about it. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. May 21st, we got Godzilla versus Kong. That will finally be out. June 4th, we got another Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It is what it's called. I love the Conjuring, so that's cool. Uh, June 18th, we have In the Heights, which is Lin-Manuel Miranda's, uh, uh, his other, I guess, Broadway play that he did that he is turning into a movie. Uh, July 16th, we have Space Jam, LeBron James, Space Jam, A New Legacy. So that'll be on there. The new American classic. (laughs) I, I hope it's even slightly as good as I enjoy Space Jam. So uh, August 6th, we have The Suicide Squad, which is, I'm super pumped. That's James Gunn's Suicide Squad. So that'll be pretty cool. And then we have Dune, October 1st, which you were talking about. They're pissed about that. (laughs) Uh, November 19th, King Richard, which is a movie starring Will Smith. I'm trying to see if there's anything interesting about it. It has to do with tennis. Okay. Uh, I would then, not have gotten tennis out no. of King Richard. I am King sorry. Richard. I, th- I thought it was medieval. I thought we were heading in the right direction. And then you told me tennis. <laughs> uh, December 22nd. So right around Christmas next year, we will get the Matrix 4 on HBO Max, which I'm kind of excited for that one to see how it goes. Um, the original directors are not involved with this movie, but they did give their blessing. And we still have Keanu Reeves and Jada Pinkett Smith and all the originals coming back. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then they do have a new Mortal Kombat movie that's supposed to come out January 15th. So like super soon, but they don't even have a trailer for it yet. So I'm assuming oh. that I'm assuming that's going to be terrible. But then again, <laughs> the originals were also terrible. So I'll definitely watch that. So if you don't have HBO Max, this might be a reason. Um, it depends on, I guess, how we're looking the rest of next year as far as how accessible movie theaters actually will be or how comfortable people will be. But I know as for me, like, I'm just going to watch all these at home. I can watch them in 4K. It's going to look better than it will in the theater. I might invest in, like, a better sound bar, and we'll be good to go. Yeah, you got to blow out all your next-door neighbors <laughs> with a new sound bar. That's right. I got to get my money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's all the news I got for today. Yeah, it's pretty much, like, all the news that we both have. As far as I know, too, I was going to mention that there are rumors apparently that for the next Spider-Man movie, you know, we have Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Kristen Dunst all uh, taking back their roles. Mm-hmm. And the actor for Doc Ock is also apparently coming back and reprising his role cool. as well. So if I keep hearing all of the additions to the new Spider-Man movie that they're working on, and I'm like, this has to be like a two-parter or something like that because they're yeah. – they're teasing a sinister six because the video game like spider-man did such a good job mm-hmm. with like a sinister six type of thing and getting a whole bunch of villains sounds really good but i'm i'm just afraid when we get into the movie it's going to feel rushed because there's so many villains that need some sort of story yeah. and of uh, you know we know spider-man and everything like that tom holland's done a good job with that but there's going to be three different Spider-Mans, maybe a cartoon Spider-Man with Miles Morales in there. So it's 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 looking to be very, very ambitious. So I'm interested to see how this movie goes. Yeah, I'm anxiously awaiting a trailer for that one to see what we actually get out of that. But hopefully it's good. Yeah, I hope so, too. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and get into the games played this week, mm-hmm. which I do have. I do have a couple and kind of a discussion compared okay. to compared to something. So. The first one I'll say is the the Fire Emblem, the original game, mm-hmm. came out, uh, you know, 30-some-odd tw- years after uh, it was in Japan. There's now an English version of the game on Nintendo eShop only. Now, one thing is one thing I'll say and disclaim is I do really like the Fire Emblem series. I know the mechanics and everything like that. Uh, and this game is a buy if you've played Fire Emblem before. But one thing I will say is, especially to someone who's someone who picked up the Fire Emblem game, like when it started, it's kind of get, becoming easier in a way. 
This game is very hard. This isn't a remaster. It's literally just a port with English translation. So the, I think a lot of people who came from like three houses who really enjoyed that game, mm-hmm. if they tried playing this, could absolutely just like tell them, could turn them off to the Fire Emblem games only because this game is a lot different and it is much harder. Okay. And it is, it was released on the NES. Is that right? Yes. Way back when? Okay. And I will say the collector's edition that they came out, which is only like, I think 50 bucks. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. is super cool. Uh, one thing like the, and I'll kind of, I'll try to explain it, but they, what the, the big piece in the collector's edition is there is a NES replica cartridge that comes with like a, a sleeve and mm-hmm. when you pull it out it has the game artwork kind of like a regular cartridge but it's made of glass That's and so it cool. is very heavy but it is the it is such a cool cool thing i i didn't expect it to look that good or feel that heavy mm-hmm. but when you pick it up um it, it when you pick it up and and look at it it kind of shows the craftsmanship that went into those things so if if you're even remotely into Fire Emblem, the digital game is like six bucks on the eShop. <laughs> if you want something cool and kind of a collector's piece, that collector's edition is really, it, it's worth it. I Once I got that, I was definitely happy with how I spent my money. With that yeah, one. I saw pictures of it. It looks really, really cool. At first, I thought they were including an actual like NES cartridge of the game. I was like, oh, sweet. And then I looked at it again. I was like, oh, that looks really cool, even though it's not usable, like, that's an awesome thing to display if you display stuff or if you have room to. Yeah, which I do. I yeah. actually too much stuff to probably <laughs> display if I'm being honest as I look around my room. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's a curse getting into that kind of stuff. Like I'm I've gone down the rabbit hole too far at this point on like collecting games as it is, like retro games. Like and then when I look around and see all the like statues and all the other stuff that I have around the room. It's just too much. It's just way too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll just pass it on. I, I don't know. We'll find something to do with it. Or it'll just end up in boxes and collect dust. Who knows? Well, well, like everything, and this is kind of not gaming related, but with especially with how like football cards have suddenly blown up mm-hmm. and are now worth thousands of dollars, there really is no telling what something like, you know, retro video games, like there is already a market for it, but someday right. it might, just might blow up. Yeah, and people, might. you know, might want to might want to start investing in that because I recently got back into card collecting, which I collected <laughs> cards for a while. Uh-oh. It is very difficult right now. <laughs> so, what are you but collecting that, though? I'm uh, I'm still I'm trying to get football cards. Okay, cool. Um, and the difficult part is like anytime you go to Walmart or Target, people are just cleaning these things out. Like they're just <laughs> buying the entire box right then and there. They're not really leaving anything. But, you know, it's it's the same thing with the consoles, how people are either buying these packs and trying to resell them for profit, which doesn't, you know, it's the same it's the same thing as a scalper. So they're right. not they're not being cool about it. And then there's the people who are just have the money to continue to buy all of these things and just hope for, you know, a, a rookie card or something like that. It's not video games at all, but it's yeah. The, the hobbies exploded in in a way that I didn't expect it to. And it's with football, it's with basketball right now. So mm-hmm. I used to buy so many cards like football and basketball cards as a kid. And I honestly didn't even realize that they were still making them. And like that was such a big market for it again. It's crazy. I mean, it's cool to see that it's coming back. But man, that was such a big part of like my younger, younger childhood. And then it kind of switched over to Pokemon cards and Star Wars cards and all that. Yeah, it's a lot like gambling in a way. And with casinos <laughs> closing down due to COVID, I guess really the only high that you can get from all of this is buying buying sports cards. <laughs> I guess. And then the people buying the uh, older Pokemon cards, that's been a big thing recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. People are looking for stuff to do right now, and we're all still technically quarantined in quotation marks. So people need stuff to do at their house. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so... First game that I played was Immortals Phoenix Rising. I did put a decent amount of time into this game. Um, I'm going to be honest. I totally forgot what this game was about. And then when I realized <laughs> it was coming out, I was like, hold on. I, I don't remember which game this is. This was renamed, right? Gods and Monsters was the original name. Correct. Um, they changed kind of who this game is about, the story. 
And uh, so I totally forgot until I looked it up and I was like, oh, wait, yeah, this is the Breath of the Wild knockoff, um, I guess, is what a lot of people were calling it, which didn't give me much hope um, because we all know famously that I just love Breath of the Wild, right? I just did not like Breath of the Wild at all. <laughs> yeah, if I remember, Breath of the Wild was your favorite game favorite year. Favorite game of all time. Um, Made very much sarcasm in all of that. <laughs> There's a lot of sarcasm. Aware. So uh, when I got it, like I, you know, full disclosure, I got it from Gamefly, so I did not pay for this game. Um, I put it in, I was installing it, and I was kind of looking up stuff about it, and I was like, I'm just going to absolutely despise this game if it's anything like breath of the wild um and what i found out is it is like breath of the wild there's some stuff on there that is just pretty much ripped directly from breath of the wild uh your stamina meter when you're climbing um your i don't even know what they call it in breath of the wild because i didn't play it much but like picking up like rocks telekinesis style um yeah that's the sheikah slate right thing like that looks 100 percent identical to how it looks in breath of the wild i'm pretty sure they stole like all of that from it um but what they did change and what i think people have been knocking this game for is unlike breath of the wild you go to every time you get to a new area you go to the top of the tallest you know whatever statue or whatever in the area and you know in breath of the wild you would put a pin down as to like hey i want to go check this place out when you do when you get to the top here just like every other ubisoft game um you kind of just look around and as you're looking around and you land on things you can hit the button and it'll highlight it as like what it is so be like there's a chest there's a um temple that you have to do over here all that stuff it all gets highlights you just kind of look around in first person and pick out everything you want to do so unlike breath of the wild like your map is just completely full of stuff to do every time you go up to one of these towers um and i know people were knocking it for it but for me, it works out better because what I didn't like in Breath of the Wild is I didn't know where to go and what to do. And like this game is you never know. I mean, yeah, you never know like what not to do. This game is always telling you, hey, the main quest is right here if you want to do that. So for me, it actually works out better and I've been enjoying it a lot more. Um, I'm actually having a ton of fun with it. My only, you know, setback here is i know what's going to happen is cyberpunk's coming out and i'm never going to finish this game i just i'm (laughs) i'm calling it now if cyberpunk wasn't coming out i would probably finish it because i'm having a good time with it um yeah it's a fun game like the combat is good um the story's pretty good the jokes are like borderline grading though uh they're really (laughs) starting to get on my nerves there's a lot of cut scenes that i'm like you can't skip And I'm like, all right, I've, you know, these jokes are not hitting for me. I'm getting annoyed. Can I please skip this cutscene? But you can't. Um, But once you get past the cutscenes, the game itself is fine. Um, It's I've been having a ton of fun playing it. It's good to play uh, in like short chunks, which I know a lot of people did with Breath of the Wild, where you just like do a couple things and then be done. Um, But I did have some longer sessions, a couple hour sessions with it. And I had, you know, it was never like, I don't want to play this anymore. I just I was having a good time. So 100% 100% for me, it's a buy. Um, if you like Breath of the Wild, I'm pretty sure you're going to like it. There may be some things you don't because they're kind of holding your hand here more than Nintendo did with Breath of the Wild. But for me, it worked out better. Um, I guess I'm just a, a child in that way where I want my hand held in my games. But <laughs> <laughs> um, graphics wise, it looks really good. Uh, if I had to compare it to anything, it kind of reminds me of Fortnite. Like okay. graphic wise, yeah. it's just kind of a cartoony ish very and it's bright super colorful yeah. yeah super colorful it looks real good on on next gen consoles um it loads super fast it's smooth haven't had any issues with like crashing or you know stuff not loading in so surprisingly good i don't know if anybody was expecting a lot out of this game um but i've been having a ton of fun so 100 percent a buy from me as somebody who hates breath of the wild so take that as you will <laughs> I don't yeah, know if that's I, a endorsement or not. I, I think it is. For the most part, like I have Phoenix, uh I have Phoenix Immortal Rising as well. I had just haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. I I knew Cyberpunk was gonna come out, and right. I knew once that comes out, the whole world's gonna stop. So I mm-hmm. need to play it for the most part. So 
my review isn't about like that game. It's going to be about the next gen sports games, which they okay. came out with FIFA mm-hmm. and Madden. Okay. Now, uh, before I talk about Madden, I'll do FIFA first. Uh, F- FIFA, they kind of, I think they did a lot of good things with with the next gen update. One, the the player realism that they go ahead and put, and it's even and how you actually see it in screenshots where it looks like, wow, he looks super real. It looks like that in the game okay. in a lot of ways. So it it looks really good. A lot of the star players have their face scans in and they pretty much look like splitting images of them in a lot of way where it kind of now with that realism, the drawback is people who don't have their faces photo scanned into the game. They're just generic models that get close to resembling it, but nowhere near as close. Mm-hmm. this this game does i think the most impressive thing i think with hair and i know <laughs> it's kind of weird to say but uh like hair hair looks good that's that's what i'm gonna say it as you know soccer players or have all these weird haircuts and it um it kind of sh- it, it shows in the gameplay especially when you're scoring a goal and the camera actually zooms into the player and does that type of thing they the game also went ahead and moved the camera back and made it a pretty much the angle of every soccer game that you watch on TV. It's not um, it's a lip it's a little bit more transitional, so it kind of pans back and forth. Other than when it it didn't do that as much with the uh, with the old game, but the out of the two next gens, and this is why I talk about FIFA first. I mm-hmm. thought FIFA's a lot better. Okay. FIFA FIFA did it in a way that actually, you know, makes you want to play the the next gen version. Now with Madden, I have a bit more of a discussion to go with because and I'll admit, I bought Madden for both Xbox and <laughs> PlayStation. Yeah. And I did it because my friends um where I have a lot of friends who are playing Madden on PlayStation, so I thought, hey, I'll buy it. It's Black Friday. It was only like 20-something bucks. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel as bad about it. Or really, I don't feel bad about it at all. So with that, and I've spent a lot of time with Madden, so I, I feel like I'm the Madden expert right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. But Madden between the two consoles is kind of different on next gen. One, the ps5 version of madden takes advantage of the vibration motors in the in the dual sense and in the triggers as well how i mean that is one and and even the speaker as well when you're playing the game when the quarterback starts to go hut hut hike or do that kind of thing it comes out of the microphone on the dual sense so it's a little bit more personal that way mm-hmm. on top of it when you start to run the players you you get the vibration of the players feet running across the the turf and it's different for if it's wet or if it's snowing okay the tr- the triggers now if a player is getting tired and this is what they've kind of done is they make it harder to press the l2 button quote unquote harder to simulate if a player is like running out of stamina mm-hmm. that kind of thing so where in Xbox, it doesn't do any of that. So I think in the PS5 version, Madden is a bit more immersive because it works on me. I actually kind of like the PlayStation version a little bit better because of because it does that. Okay. That's pretty cool, though. Sounds cool. Now, with, with the game itself, yes, the graphics look better. The, the movement is more realistic now. And like overall, the game presentation is a tiny bit tad better, but this still isn't what this still isn't what people wanted out of a next gen Madden of the the presentation. Like it added a little bit to it, but it's not crazy. The AWS stats, the Amazon Web Services that the NFL uses to track players movement, ball travel, speed, that kind of thing. It's almost really just like it's a way to track players and make them move more realistically, but it's also just a replay thing. And okay. it's it's cool the first time, but it gets very boring afterward <laughs> um, because it's literally just the same thing. It's just, oh, this here's the track of the ball carrier. Oh, he's reaching 21, 22 miles an hour. And that's it. And it's meant to show off big plays and the stats that go behind these big plays. But it is, it it once you've seen it three or four times, you've seen them all pretty mm-hmm. much. This is what I'll get to it with there. 
So is this something that you could turn off? The AWS type thing? Yeah. I don't think so. It's okay. built into the next gen version of the game. If you play the PS4 version or the One X version, you don't get these things. Okay. So that yeah, that's it's kind of the teeter tottering back and forth between it. With players moving more realistically, what I'll say is the uh like coverage is a little bit better. The game's like a little bit harder in some ways, but not really. If you know the exploits, they still work in a lot of ways. So I I like Madden. I don't mind it, but I know this isn't what people wanted uh in, in the next gen game. And of out of all the games, whether it's NBA or it's FIFA or it's Madden, Madden seems to have done the least okay. to to impress people. And if you go online, you'll you'll see it all. People are not impressed <laughs> by any means. <laughs> so you think they're again putting it into next year? Yeah, I, I think so. And I also think that FIFA kind of has to has to go all out next year mm-hmm. because I people are so angry about this year's Madden in a lot of ways that it's I have a feeling if they don't pull out the stops next year and it just gets review bombed I have a feeling that the NFL or somebody has to do something with a contract with EA because the you know it's it's the same thing all over again the microtransactions are very predatory in a way that you know a lot of adults probably wouldn't want their kids borrowing their credit cards for the (laughs) for this game so it's a matter of that it's a matter of we i keep waiting for this huge franchise update because it's what i play on there is just franchise and i'm not getting that franchises look the same for two years Mm -hmm. and you know all they added was more customization with the superstar x factor skills but that that portion of the game applies to so few players um, cause the superstar X factor of the, of the game only applies to the star players of the game. And if you're someone like me who let's say plays the Miami dolphins, none of, none of those players have superstar X factors. <laughs> they do grow. They do grow to have superstar X factors and there is customization in the game. You can change it, mm-hmm. but they're so, as I mentioned, that superstar factor feature is only available to so many players in the league. It's not something that affects everyone where you get to customize, you know, whether or not the receiver is better, you know, in traffic or if he's better at, uh, or if he's better at running routes, that type of thing. So there's a bunch of things that I wish this game was that it didn't turn out to be the, they did better with weather effects. I'll mention that as well. Uh, when it's raining, it looks really good. Cool. It, it does, but the, the PS4 version and the Xbox version are pretty much the same besides what the DualSense controller does. Mm-hmm. And I find myself playing the PS5 version a bit more now because I actually like, I do like what the DualSense controller does with the game. It makes it feel more immersive. Yeah, it seems like everybody was kind of on the fence whether this DualSense thing would be a gimmick and it would just be thrown away. But it does seem like it's kind of being a game changer right now. Other than like PS5 actually having exclusives, like, when you look at all these cross-platform games, I think I personally, even though I don't have one, would much rather play it on PlayStation 5 because of the controller and the cool things that they're doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to them for doing that. And again, that could be something that Microsoft could add later with an updated controller, but I I doubt it. <laughs> well, in a lot of ways, all they really have to do is instead of adding like the the kind of the set things to where you can set the trigger pulls to a certain length, mm-hmm. they just have to make it more customizable. Right. Where instead of like a lever, it's just a motor that controls that type of thing. Yeah. It's it's something that, you know, the Elite controller was the first one to do kind of the adjustable triggers. Now PlayStation kind of took that adjustable triggers and kind of just blew it out of the water right. with, you know, an adjustable motor that controls them. So it's, it's cool. But, you know, for, for Madden players, like during Black Friday, it was a fantastic deal. But if you're trying to grab the next gen version, one, don't just right. grab the PS4 or Xbox One X versions and it'll save you some money Yep. Two, wait for a deal. These games are going to go on sale again eventually because it's the holiday season. 
and just wait for them to go on a deal because 27 bucks for for madden is a steal yeah i definitely think it's worth worth that much for sure yeah i almost picked it up as well on black friday but then i just had to keep telling myself that cyberpunk was coming yeah (laughs) and i'm still playing nba so there's just not enough time um so another game that I played this week is I did try out Planet Coaster on console. Um, this is a game that I've spent, I don't even know how many hours on, on the PC. I love Planet Coaster. I love Roller Coaster Tycoon growing up as a kid. And like this is, you know, Planet Coaster on the PC has been out for a long time. And it's just so much fun. I love building amusement parks. I love building my own roller coasters. And I was kind of interested to see how it would translate over to a controller because there is a lot of controls. Um, but surprisingly, like the controls work, um, you know, being able to build everything quickly, which was a highlight when planet coaster first came out, like the ease that you can build, uh, a roller coaster is insane as opposed to the old style roller coaster tycoon, where you'd be building your track and then you get back to the, to the beginning and it wouldn't, it, the, like the turns wouldn't fit to go into your station. So you'd have to redo everything. Um, planet coaster really fixed that. And the way like that game is set up, you can have an easygoing experience where you just kind of build stuff and have fun, or you can get like super, super in depth with this game and go into, you know, like all the financial side of it, which is cool, um, which I like to do. So having it on console, I think is pretty cool. And I've been having a decent amount of fun with it. Um, It's something that I will definitely be going back to off and on here and there. I'll definitely keep it installed on my Xbox and it's on Game Pass. So hundred percent like i don't have to say it's a buy it's just a download it's literally free if you have game pass so if you haven't played planet coaster check it out if you were a fan of roller coaster tycoon if you like simulation type games like sim city even though that's not really a thing anymore that's showing (laughs) showing my age there but uh yeah definitely a download i'm having a lot of fun with it um did you play anything else i did not no like i said with phoenix i'm gonna i'm gonna wait yeah Uh, that's probably smart Give it like the time it deserves. Um, I did also play the Falconeer. Uh, okay. And I'm here to say that I have found there's always a game when a new console comes out that comes out that you look at is like, hey, you remember that game and how bad it was? That's the Falconeer. So. <laughs> oh, like Bright Memory? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's always a couple games. And I feel like this console generation, like the new consoles, there hasn't been a whole lot of like games that come out. You're like, man, that was bad. Um, and I feel like this is one of them. And, you know, there'll probably be some people who enjoy Falconeer and might, you know, push back on me a little bit. But like the controls are bad. It looks bad. Um, it's uninteresting. You're literally like it's aerial combat, like kind of like fighter jets. But you're on the you're flying falcons like gigantic falcons. And it's just not good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a definite one that will like when the next next generation of consoles come out, you'll be like, hey, remember when the consoles came out in that game Falconeer and everybody would be like, no, I, I don't remember that game at all. Like, I don't even know what that is, but OK. So, yeah, those are the only other games I played. But I did have a question for you. And just so everybody knows, I did not prep Barry beforehand. This is totally cold. Yeah, you're uh, telling me. <laughs> so get ready for this. I have a question that I want you to answer. It can be one or two or three or whatever. But since we're getting to the end of the year here, I want to know which games you wish you had the time to go back and finish that came out this year. Go back and finish (laughs) that came out this year. Yes. Because realistically, I'm assuming Cyberpunk is probably going to take us into the end of the year anyway. Yeah. So like what games are out there that you haven't beaten that you wish you had the time to go back and finish? Or if you had infinite time, what would you go back and finish? Okay, I'm not going to beat Assassin's Creed Valhalla in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to beat Demon Souls in time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to think about the games we played this year. And mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year, pretty much right before, you know, I'd want to say September hit, like I was, pr- I was good and caught up with games from this year. Yeah. From 2019, though, a little bit different. It could be those two, you know, but in general, because with those, it would be something like, you know, I still haven't finished Horizon Zero Dawn, Mm -hmm. uh, which which I definitely want to finish. 
and I'm just trying to think here with with switch oh my god with switch i haven't <laughs> like i wish i could go back and play tokyo mirage sessions like i can but i haven't right. i wish i wish i could what was what are the other games i've been meaning to finish on there i link's awakening i love okay. zelda and link's awakening and i haven't even played that <laughs> on my switch so there's you haven't like, even you know, started it no i didn't even <laughs> start it i have the game <laughs> I didn't. I, I updated it. That's all I have. I don't yeah. have anything else. So it's. <laughs> yeah, I, the, I, I get... <laughs> it's great. I was I was looking at the the backlog, if you will, of games that have come out this year that like I've started, um, and I'm like, oh man, if I had time, you know, I had every intention of actually giving time to this game, and it just hasn't worked out. And now Cyberpunk's coming, and I know I'm not going to have time. That's why I was just curious what you had. Cause I knew you would have a bunch. Yeah. I've like <laughs> definitely, definitely what I've neglected, what I've neglected is my switch because okay. there are, there are a ton of games. If it's not fire emblem or Pokemon, I haven't finished it pretty mm-hmm. much. Cause it's, it's the same thing. I have Octopath traveler and I have a couple hours into it. I love Octopath traveler, but I never finished it. Yep. And you know, I actually, I'm actually not going to be able, I'm actually probably not going to finish kingdom hearts. Um, I'm, uh, the melody of memory. I'm going to mm-hmm. try, but I haven't finished that yet. And when cyberpunk comes out for, for the sake of like journalistic purposes, I want to finish this game and yeah. And be as much into it before we record our next podcast. Right. So for that, for that reason, you know, I have to, I have to see where everything's going to go with that. And you know, there I'm just trying to think, are there any other games coming out this year that I'll probably want to play, but I don't think so because Pokemon Snap says December thirty first, but I think it's a placeholder date, right. despite the fact that they haven't really announced a date in what we're almost a month. We're yeah, <laughs> we're into December. There's yep. no release date. So yeah, there. Yeah, there are a lot of games, and that is a good question. But every, I feel like with everybody's backlog and with games continuing to come out, we almost never tackle that backlog. Because once, once, once I get into and finish, uh, once I finish Cyberpunk, I'm gonna look at my games and I'm gonna go, eh, I could play Apex or I could play Madden, mm-hmm. and if I forget the story, like I'm gonna be like, oh, I need to restart the story, because yep. I can't tell you how many times I've restarted Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> I think like four times. Yep. And and I'm going to go into it, forget the controls. I'm going to be like, oh, now I got to restart it again. Yep. So it's it's that kind of thing. But yeah, that's I mean, it happens every year, but I just felt like this year more than most. There's just been like this back half of the year has just been overloaded with games because I was looking at mine like I I do want to finish Immortals, but it's not going to happen. I did want to finish Watch Dogs. That's definitely not going to happen. Um, I wanted to finish the Super Mario games that came out. Uh, Pokemon was another one. I didn't even haven't even tried Hades. Um, there's just like all these games and that I had every intention of completing. Immortals, maybe I like I wasn't sure about. But once I get it started, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to see this game the whole way through. But I just don't think it's going to happen. And. I'm hoping that there's some time when we get to January and February of next year where we can finish. That's usually when I catch up on games and like I could cross my fingers and hope for a, you know, like a a two or three week mandatory lockdown right in January or February (laughs) and then we can catch up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just with cyberpunk coming and, you know, realistically anywhere from, you know, 25 to, some people were saying 60 hours into cyberpunk. If you do everything like that's a hundred percent going to take us through the new year. And again, we're going to be, I don't want to rush through that game. I want to enjoy it. And who knows, maybe I'll just hate it and bounce off of it super quick. But like, I want to be able to enjoy that game. I do want to have, you know, impressions next week. And I'm sure we will, because we'll have pretty much a full week almost to play that before we record again. And I think it would be a good one to record uh, like a spoiler podcast for as well, if we both really enjoy it, but like, that's it for the rest of the year. Cyberpunk is taking the rest of your year. 
with some for you Madden for me NBA sprinkled in probably and some Call of Duty here and there. But I'm actually re-downloading uh, Warzone okay right now. So we'll, <laughs> you know, C- Call of Duty could be coming back into my life because uh, Apex has been making me angry. So, yeah, I, I haven't even tried the the Apex Holiday event, and I wanted oh, to do oh, that yeah. as well. So like, I guess you could add that to the list too. Yeah, but I've a, been hearing so much negative about it that I just kind of stayed away. I don't blame you. <laughs> in, in all honesty, it's, it, it's very frustrating. Yeah. But and it's because I'm not terribly good at those type of games. But regardless, yeah, it's it's pretty much cyberpunk. And that's what that's what we have to look forward to. That's kind of the main thing. Mm-hmm. One, thing one thing I'll say, too, is because I had to download both versions of Madden on my PS5 in order to play like a connected franchise with all my friends. Mm-hmm. I have filled up my <laughs> oh you're full I'm already full and I had to delete some stuff because I I had originally put in God of War because who because I could replay that game I probably should considering mm-hmm. how good it is and how how awesome like a home theater kind of station is for that kind of thing but I had to delete that so that I could make room to download two versions of Madden so I am already <laughs> in the uh, I'm already in the. I now need to find more rooms. There we go. Oh, I also had to delete bug snacks, and oh. that's kind of the the saddest thing of all. That's true. You know, that was something I was going to bring up uh, last week, and I totally forgot until you just mentioned that. That all, you know how before the consoles came out, we were talking about being nervous about space and having to delete stuff. I haven't even had to do that on my Xbox yet, and like, I feel like like I've installed and uninstalled stuff when I was done with it, but like. I have, you know, granted, I did move Warzone over to my external because that is a last gen game technically. So that doesn't take up space. But like I have Watch Dogs, Immortals. um, What what else am I thinking of here? I have like seven or eight at least games on there and I'm not full yet. I'm surprised. You have to be close. Maybe I I do have Cold War on there because I'm full. Are you? <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I think it's because I have games like, you know, there's, for me, I have Cold War, I've got mm-hmm. Titanfall, I have Phoenix, uh, Immortal Rising, I have Valhalla on there, I have, I think the biggest game I have on there is Forza Horizon 4, with like over 100 gigabytes mm-hmm. worth of stuff, and actually, they, they came out with a new trailer today, now I think about it, for the, one of their game modes, okay. and then I have Madden, FIFA, NBA. So like I, I have games, but yeah, I, I have I had to move some stuff for <laughs> for me. And it's once I moved Horizon Zero Dawn, I was like, okay, uh, no, I mean um Forza Horizon, I had some space. But yeah, I've I have I have had to move my stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so Immortals, NBA, Cold War are all on there. I have like one of the random older need for speed games that was on EA play that I put over there. Um, but yeah, I think I still have like 300 gigs left. So I'm surprised that I'm not as full as I thought I would be. And I guess maybe when I put cyberpunk on there, it'll be pretty close to full. Yeah. I'll next time we make a podcast, I'll have a list Yeah, and I'll say all the games that I've actually installed. Cause like things like Things like for me, I have Titanfall 2 downloaded, and I'm probably not going to play that in all honesty, but it's just such a game that I loved so much mm-hmm. when it originally came out that if I ever want to go back to play it, I at least could. Right, and not have to wait for it to install or download. Yep, exactly. True. All right. All right, we'll get on to movie slash TV shows, and this is honestly a, a pretty good week for me. Okay. If I'm being honest. Um, the only thing I watched was The Mandalorian, so... See, I have the Mandalorian. I mm-hmm. also have Alex Ryder. Okay. A new uh, a new season of Big Mouth came out for Netflix, mm-hmm. and a new season. Well, I wouldn't say it's season. I want to call it seven episodes of The Great Pretender okay. came out as well. So I have I I did my work. I did. You did. did good. This was your week to watch a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I've been watching old stuff, and I don't. You know, nobody wants to hear about old stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go into like the stuff that I watch, and then we'll talk about the Mandalorian sure. together. Because Alex Ryder is, and I think I'm only two or three episodes into it, but it is an IMDb original. And it's available on Amazon Prime or Mm -hmm. Amazon Video, but with ads. Okay. So it's weird. But the Alex Ryder series is based off of, it's kind of like a spy, which I love James Bond, so I like this. And 
it, it's a spy type thing, uh, and it's also based off of books. Okay. As well, there is an Alex Ryder series of books. When I went to do some research on it, and it's about it's about his kid. His parents are dead, so he's living with his uncle. His eh, I'm just trying to think. Like, do I really need to spoil any of this stuff? <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll leave it be. But Alex Ryder, he's a, he's a really cool character. He's kind of he's a late teenage kid or maybe early twenties. I can't remember what they say his age is, but he's in school. And I like how how smart he is about everything. I kind of like the fact that this character is kind of one step ahead of whoever he's against, even like even though the enemies know more than he does in a lot of ways. He's just a smart kid. I really like it. Okay. Uh, Big Mouth is it's a cartoon on Netflix that's about kind of coming of age, especially during your awkward middle school, high school years. And mm-hmm. it's super funny. Uh, the new season comes out and it takes place in a camp and I'm only again maybe one or two episodes into it and it's really good it's a lot of fun and it's super funny and then the great pretender is an anime that I uh, that I watched on there and it's good in English so if you if you want to listen to it in English you can but I'm two episodes into that as well and all three of these shows are fun uh, and this is a, it's a good time for me because I plan on probably trying to finish some of this stuff by next week. Cool. I did watch, I think, the first season of Loudmouth. It was pretty funny. Definitely not something you want to watch with your kids around, but. Oh, for sure. <laughs> if there's a disclaimer, I'm making that disclaimer now. <laughs> you don't watch this with with kids, uh, especially young, like young kids. Yeah. Maybe yeah, like yeah. a kid in high school. Yeah. This might be something fun for them to watch. But uh, other than that, yeah, for sure. It's not a little kid show without without question. <laughs> yeah, a lot of themes going on in there. <laughs> Very funny, though. Like, I will give it props for being hilarious. Uh, OK, Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about it, man. I the got tragedy. what I wanted. I got what I wanted. Yeah. Besides I, I, the tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- this uh, the episode was really good. It was a yeah. lot of fun. Um, it at the end it took a twist I didn't expect. Right with, um, with it's in the direction they're going. He's going to be making some sort of crew mm-hmm. to go and take on um, Goff Midian Gideon yep. Moth Gideon Moth Gideon Moth Gideon Moth Gideon. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, it, I like where it's going. I'm interested to see like who shows up because one of these things, and I think we only have one or two episodes left in the series. Yeah, I think it's two. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a two-parter in some way. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm really hoping that maybe the way this is going and the way they're leading, I'm hoping they bring back Bo-Katan mm-hmm. and and her crew because I think for them that would make sense. Yeah. Um, for them to join him in what he's doing. And I would say, like, I get the vibe, like, obviously, if you haven't watched it, this is spoilers. But like this most recent episode, we got Boba Fett. Right. And like we got Boba Fett in his armor, which I thought was so cool. And like for the first time, you finally get to see how Boba Fett is in a fight. And obviously, even though he's older now, like he's still crazy, ridiculous um and could just take on everybody but i get like this feeling and hopefully this pans out this way that this is the star wars version of um avengers where everybody assembles at the end right <laughs> like i feel cool. i feel like we're going to i hope that we're going to get um you know the mandalorian and also boba fett and then you also have ahsoka and you also have the other mandalorians as well like if we can get them all together in one scene to me as someone like who obsessed over star Wars as a kid and read a million of the star Wars novels and you know, everything star Wars I was in to see all these people together on a screen would give me the same feelings that I got with the last Avengers movie when everybody assembled. Like I hope that happens cause I would be so excited for that. Um, and I'd probably, you know, geek out a little bit, but I'm hoping that's what we get. If not, I'm going to be a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, one thing I did want to ask you, because I had a friend ask me uh, this last night, mm-hmm. but did you read the Dark Rising novels with uh, General Thrawn? Uh, 
I believe so. I'm trying to remember. I, I, I would assume so because I feel like I read pretty much every novel that came out. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Be- read them all. <laughs> because I, I had a friend who didn't like read any of the novels and he's like, how can you explain General Thrawn to me? Like, why <laughs> is he so cool? Yeah. And I'm just thinking in my head, well, one, he's super smart. And for Star Wars, a lot of the cool moments and everything are all including the Jedi and how they use the Force. Right. Ron doesn't have any of that. So he outsmarts them and becomes this very interesting villain because he's this... um, uh, Because he's kind of the grand... uh, He's the grand admiral of the Imperial Army. Mm -hmm. So, like... I th- that's what I would say is what's cool about him. And I didn't know if you had any other opinion on what. Yeah, makes him I mean, he is like, just incredibly smart. Yeah. Um, And that's, you know, there is a big focus, especially with the movies on the Jedi. But I always liked like the books and all the novels tended to show the other people like one of my favorite books growing up as a kid was and I'm going to blank on the name, but it was the novel that was like all the stories of all the bounty hunters. Um, and to me, that was so cool. Like, you know, you had that one scene in return of the Jedi where like all the bounty hunters were in Jabba's palace and like, you got the story on every single one of them in this novel. And I thought that was so cool. Just like the expanded knowledge on all these characters that were, you know, maybe a minute or two in the movies. Um, but yeah, I just, I think once you get away from the Jedi and star Wars is to me where it gets more interesting. And potential potential to be even cooler. So to see them do that here, where really you only have, they've shown what, two people besides the child. Um, I don't really consider him a Jedi, but like there's only two Jedis in this series. So it's been nice to kind of get away from that. Yeah. And I guess I'm interested to see like what, what the fallout is with the child and doing the whole force stuff on that seeing stone. Like, Mm-hmm. With all that, with all that happening, someone had to have went. Oh, I should probably go see what's going on over there. So Luke Skywalker, um, <laughs> maybe. Like yeah. I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people are asking that maybe. Like ap- apparently, his name is Urza, and he's in the Star Wars Rebels um, series. Is maybe could be linked to uh, to the kid in some way, Grogu. Mm-hmm. But that's there's there's too much up for like. Uh, speculation with, yeah. with the Mandalorian and where it could go, I guess. Right. But yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much what I wanted to say. And I think um, I'm interested to see whether or not these dark troopers have something more to them just because all they really did was pick them go, up, fly down and pick, <laughs> up, and, and pick up Grogu. Yeah. So I think they fact, will play a bigger part. Yeah, um, and again, I think in my opinion that I just think they factor into a scene where, you have all of the all of the dark troopers against, you know, his the Mandalorian's team of people, which I think all right. could be cool. And, and before we go, I think I just came to the epiphany on something. Okay. So I, I need a minute to look it up. So okay. um, I'm going <laughs> to mute my mic. So if Uh-oh. you want to talk about something, Craig, I'll be I'm going to be right back. I have to look it up. Uh Oh, he's looking it up now. I'm, now I'm interested to see what he's thinking about here. <laughs> but yeah, I just want like I just want a big scene with the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Ahsoka and all the other Mandalorians. And then, you know, the people from the original uh, first season who, again, I'm blanking on the names of. All right. I'm Uh, back. Okay. I just want all of them in a scene facing off against dark troopers. That's all I want. All right. So (laughs) I, I just want to imagine this because all the dots just added in my head. Okay. So Pedro Pascual plays the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He also played Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And what is Oberyn Martell's uh, weapon in Game of Thrones? A spear. <laughs> a spear. And he has a spear. And he has a, and he has a spear in um, Mandalorian. So I know it's kind of a reach, but I think I think we're I think we're in for some really awesome court, maybe fight choreography. Because in Game of Thrones, that fight with the with the mountain was awesome, and it was super acrobatic and that kind of thing. But I just, mm-hmm. I just, I got excited just because I just added all of that up in my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was intentional too. You know, like giving him a spear. 
I'm sure it was intentional as like a nod. I hope so. But yeah. I'm I'm hoping people are, like I'm super excited about that now. And I'm hoping that I because I added those dots up for people mm-hmm. that they're excited about it, too. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So now we just wait and see how these last two episodes shape up. Yeah, we do. Well, uh, other than that, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope, that's it. All right. Waiting for Cyberpunk. We'll have a lot to talk about next week for sure. Yeah, well, congrats, everybody. You've now made it to Cyberpunk week. I hope this game is everything you could have ever wanted. Yep. And more for whoever's super stoked about it to the point that they're obsessed with it. So (laughs) uh, make sure you get plenty of water and you remember to eat during this week because it's i feel like this is one of the biggest (laughs) game launches that people have hyped up in a long time so uh thank you guys for supporting the podcast if you guys are interested please make sure to give us a follow we are on facebook twitch twitter instagram we have a website highsensitivitygaming.com if you'd like to visit we have a couple we have a couple reviews up of games we've played and we're probably definitely going to post our own separate thoughts yeah. on cyberpunk because it's literally all we're going to be playing this week i'm thinking so. maybe maybe of doing like an initial first impression maybe after a couple days with it and then a final one when i'm done i feel like that's fair yeah and expect us to do a podcast of some yeah. sort we haven't done a special episode in a while yeah since the last it, of us <laughs> yes yeah, so since the since the last of us so i'm hoping we can get you know maybe we try to get a guest because we usually do try to get a guest on yep. those discussions if we can so yeah, uh, you know, hopefully you guys continue to enjoy your holidays and be careful out there because it only seems to be getting worse. But, you know, in, enjoy yourselves and have fun and we'll see you guys next week. See you later. Bye.